Welcome to the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. Managing your time can seem impossible, especially in this day and age. We all have a million things on our plate. I'm here to help you bring some order to it all. Each week, I'll be delivering you actionable tips that you can take to help manage your time, prioritize your tasks, and still take care of yourself. Before you know it, you'll be crushing on your life. Hey there, and welcome to episode 14 of the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. We are led to believe, especially as college students, that we need to work as hard as we possibly can. This is fine to an extent, because working hard to get what you want is a very valuable skill to learn. However, it gets to be a little much when society glorifies pushing your mental and physical health to its limits to be the person who works the hardest. Have you ever felt this way? I have. When I was in college, my peers played what I like to call the sleep deprivation Olympics all the time. They wanted to see who got the least amount of sleep the night before as if they would win some kind of award for it. I don't know if they thought that getting the least amount of sleep the night before meant that they were working the hardest on their college degree, but I digress. I decided that I hated this narrative. Today, I'm going to share with you the dangers of this burnout culture that society has created. The first danger is that it's dangerous for our health. Burnout means running yourself absolutely ragged all the time. This will lead to sleep deprivation, which will lead to stress and anxiety and a multitude of other health concerns. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure this burnout culture and me working myself to the bone is what caused my depression to reveal itself. It made the first two years of my college experience really, really tough on me. So far, I think that those were my least favorite years of my life, and it's really due to stress and burnout culture. Not to mention the stress acne that pops up. Stress acne is no joke. And it also causes people to resort to caffeine and sugary foods and stuff that's really not good for you to stay going as fast as you can for as long as you can. How many of you are addicted to coffee? Probably a lot of you. How many of you can't have your coffee without it being sweetened in some way? How many of you like to go to Starbucks? That is basically a breakfast milkshake. And doing that all day, every day is really, really bad for your health. And of course, if you drink caffeine too late in the day, you can have trouble sleeping. And these mental health problems can also lead to some physical health problems like dizziness and fatigue. The second danger is that it puts unnecessary pressure on people to go all out all the time. This kind of draws back to the sleep deprivation Olympics I talked about because it doesn't really leave room for error and it almost shows you that if you go to sleep, it's like giving up. At least that's how I felt a lot in college. Like it's like, oh man, it's midnight. I should really go to sleep. It's like, are you really a quitter? That was the mentality, especially at my university that a lot of people had. This also brings up the topic of comparison, which I feel like is huge in burnout culture because it's always like, oh, look at your competition. Your competition's not taking a day off. Look at these other people on Instagram who have everything that you want. And that's just not 
a healthy mentality to have and that's not a healthy way to go through life. I feel like that kind of mentality is especially prominent in the corporate world and the college world. And you don't want someone else to outperform you because they never slowed down like you did. The fact is that it could be true that your competition is not taking a day off, but they're also probably really burnt out because of it. Even pursuing your dreams, if you're working all the time, nonstop, you're probably miserable. Building off of this, the third danger is that burnout culture makes people think that they can't take a break. Breaks are so essential to the quality of work because it gives you some time away from the work that you're doing. When I study, I would do 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off, and I would like go to the bathroom, get a snack, get up out of my seat and stretch my legs. It made a world of difference. But during my freshman year, I didn't feel like I could take those breaks. I felt like any time that I wasn't studying wasn't worth taking. And I kind of attribute my very first C ever to that mentality. Because if you don't give your brain a break, it'll never have time to properly recharge because you're just going to be giving it the same thing over and over again and expecting it to perform at the same rate. I'm going to compare it to the law of diminishing returns because once you hit that wall of just, I'm done for the day, if you try to push past it, the quality of work that you're going to have is just going to be lower than it would normally be. And we don't want that. We want to put out the best quality work that we possibly can. So if you feel yourself hitting that wall and like you just can't continue because your brain is absolute mush, don't force yourself to continue. That's not going to do anything productive for you. Danger number four is probably the one that grates on my nerves the most. And that's that burnout culture makes people feel bad for doing something they love just for the sake of doing it. There are so many things that you do that people are like, oh, you could totally monetize that. Oh, you could totally make money off of doing that. What if I don't want to? What if I just want to do it because it makes me happy? I'm that way with makeup. I have a pretty substantial eyeshadow palette and lipstick collection, and I love creating new looks. I love having fun with my makeup, but I don't really want to become a makeup artist. And that's okay, because it's just something that I enjoy doing. It's something that lights me up inside. You're allowed to do something just because it makes you happy. But I feel like now, more than ever, hobbies are in the monetization game too, and they don't have to be. Obviously, you can monetize your hobbies if you want to, but there's this mentality that people think that if they're not making money, then they're not valuable, and that's just not true. You're valuable just by existing. You don't need to prove yourself or do anything in particular to prove your worth in this world. I'm gonna say this, I'm pretty sure I've said this before on this podcast, but if something makes you happy and it's not hurting anyone, then that thing is worth doing. The fifth danger is one that is near and dear to my heart, and that is that it discourages people from taking care of themselves. Sleep, eating healthy, working out, all of that is pretty necessary to doing well in life. Properly fueling yourself is key, 
And I would do some pretty nasty things to my body in the name of studying. Like, uh, trigger warning, there's going to be some stuff about my relationship with food right now. Um, I would deny myself dinner if I didn't feel like I had earned it from my studying. And that didn't serve me at all. It just made me want to study even less because my brain and my body weren't properly fueled. It made me exhausted. And so after my first semester of freshman year, I stopped doing that to myself. It wasn't good for me. And this is back to the sleep thing for a little bit. I got eight hours of sleep every night during my last three semesters of college. But I would stay up till 3.30 in the morning and I'd have to be up by 8 during my first two years sometimes. I didn't do that all the time, but I did it quite often. And that just was not a good way to go. I am one of those people where if I get six or fewer hours of sleep, don't even talk to me. It's going to be one of those days. And the burnout culture of you need to go all out all the time every day does not allow for taking care of yourself. But that needs to be your priority because, I've said this before, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't expect to take care of anything else properly. The sixth danger kind of builds off the last one, but that is that it encourages people to put schoolwork first. Schoolwork is not the thing that should be coming first in your life. Taking care of your basic needs is what should be coming first. Schoolwork cannot be done properly if you are not well-rested, if you are not well-fueled, and people who get enough sleep do a lot better in school than the people who don't. Case in point, my first semester of school, I got my very first C ever. By the end of my years at college, I had a 3.5 GPA. What happened? I finally started sleeping enough. I started making sure that I was getting enough food. I was making sure that I was drinking enough water. And I had a cutoff time for my homework. If it was midnight and I still had more homework left, I planned ahead. So it was time to go to bed and I would wake up at eight and start again the next day if I had more stuff to do. So an example of what you could do is plan ahead and make sure that you are getting your assignments done well in advance of the deadline so that you can have those hard stops. That's a really important part of making sure that you're getting enough sleep is making sure that you're planning ahead so that you don't have to pull all-nighters and get things done the night and or day of them being due. The seventh danger of burnout culture is that people will end up sacrificing relationships with the people they love. Always being in work mode makes you neglect the people that you care about because you never have time for them. During my freshman year, which, are we sensing a theme here? My freshman year was not great. I lost most of the initial friends I had made at orientation and welcome week because I didn't have time to hang out with them because I was always working on schoolwork 100% of the time. Not to mention, my boyfriend at the time lived 10 hours away so I didn't really get to see him all that much either. And so by the end of that semester, I felt so alone. I just did not know what to do. I had a roommate, but she had other friends that she would hang out with all the time. My boyfriend would come and see me a couple times a semester, but it just wasn't enough social interaction. 
I am an ENFJ, which means that I am an extrovert. So having that human interaction is pretty important to me. And I was always prioritizing schoolwork all the time over joining the clubs that I had wanted to join or hanging out with people that I had met. And it resulted in me being really lonely. You could also be having this experience with your family, especially if you live at home and you're always working on schoolwork while you're home. It's almost like you don't even live with them because you're always doing schoolwork or studying. Think about what you're doing. Is it because you want to be studying all the time? Or are you going to school so that you can have a better life for yourself and you can make sure that you're spending that time with your family because you have that work-life balance? Do you want to chase your dreams by yourself or do you want to have your family and friends there to back you up and cheer you on? I'm guessing it's the latter. So don't sacrifice your relationships with family and friends. You can't do that if you want to have a well-rounded life. Thank goodness during my second semester of freshman year, one of my kind of acquaintance friends brought up something that I could not say no to because I wanted to do it so bad and it looked like so much fun. And doing that one thing introduced me to the best friends I have ever had. If you're at a university, there are a ton of clubs and stuff to join. So find one of those things and join it and go to their meetings so that you can have social interaction to some degree. And also make sure to call your family if you're away from home. I tried to call mine pretty regularly. We texted a lot, but I would try to call mine maybe once a week or so. Just make sure you're staying in contact with the people who you truly care about. Because if you lose a job, you can find another one. If you lose a family member or a friend, can't really get them back, can you? Okay, I really did not expect this podcast to end on a morbid note like that. So I'm going to tell you about something that I am working on. I am starting the Crushing on Life Facebook group. This is going to be a place where you can collaborate with like-minded individuals and talk about your time management struggles or your self-care and just have a community of people who support you and want to be there for you and want to be there for each other. So I will leave the link in the show notes to my brand new Facebook group. And if you want to join, then all are welcome. If you liked this episode, please share it out with a friend, share it out on Instagram and tag me and I'll repost you in my stories and make sure to subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Crushing on Life podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes at emmatfink.com slash podcast. If you're new here, please consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep working toward a life you can crush on.